that's weird. That's fucking weird. We should probably talk about it. There's a mystery here. I feel like we're still all, we're still so awkward at the beginning somehow, even though we've been doing this for honestly forever. It's because it's an act. <laughs> What's an act? This? Yeah, it's meant to make <laughs> us seem endearing. Yeah, but we're not. We're actually confident bitches, and we just want to seem demure or whatever. <laughs> that might not be the right word. <laughs> Whatever. I'm imagining myself as uh, a confident person that's not awkward starting anything out. And uh, what's that like? <laughs> Please. Please. Someone just tell me. Um, we got uh, a review where someone said, I love hearing Christy talk about Indiana and corn and all that jazz. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I have to read that to her. It's delightful. That's amazing. We also got possibly the... Like, we already had the best. I don't know if anyone will ever beat that one review we got from Diamond St. Clair. Oh, my gosh. From yeah. Back in the day. That was wonderful. I don't actually remember it. I just remember it being nice. We have a, another one that's pretty good. Also wonderful. It says, if that's weird, we're a sinkhole. It would be a pleasure to be skeletons at the bottom. <laughs> I started listening last summer and fell deep into a pit of enjoyment. <laughs> a perfect blend of mystery, spoopy creatures, and comedy. Wow. It's like Lore had an affair with My Favorite Murder, and My Favorite Murder gave birth to a water baby. <laughs> the most perfect, precious, and beautiful water baby. Wow. Thanks for the cast. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> These are the kind... Of listeners of our podcast, we want. You're wonderful. Wow. That was Carl Sose BMX. Carl's Ose BMX? I don't know how to pronounce it. That's precious. I love the references. Ugh. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to um, say nice things to us, that's always an option. You can rate, review, and subscribe <laughs> on iTunes. We appreciate it. Excellent. <laughs> Christy's like, whatever. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know how to use it, but it's... <laughs> I, we do appreciate it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I have an Android phone and a regular PC, and I don't want to download iTunes to it. That's that's fine. I'll just keep reading you the funny iTunes reviews we get. <laughs> I, I think that's a good plan. Okay, cool. <laughs> I want to hear them, so. <laughs> There's actually, I've been discovering all these other ways to listen to podcasts, um, like Google Play and tune in and iheart mm-hmm. we're on all of those now What's the other one also stitcher oh yeah stitcher of course we've been on that for a while stitcher was like the og for us it's true they let us on before anyone else did <laughs> anyone else way to go stitcher wow uh hi by the way this is that's weird yeah and that's christy yep and that's ashley <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're just going to be like, yep. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about me. Yeah. So. Welcome to the Christy hour of That's Weird. <laughs> uh, we're a podcast about all things weird. Right. We like to talk about weird shit. And this is episode 54. I'm going to talk about... Are you ready? I'm ready. Ca- Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> Carl Tanzler and his corpse bride. Ooh, but also, ugh. Ugh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) 
Check on the cats. Checking on the cats. They're making some cabinet noises, but I think it's done now. Oh, speaking of, hashtag podcasts. Is that what was decided on Twitter? I enjoyed that one in particular because of the pun. Yes. If you want to see some cute uh, cats and other animals, pets of podcasters, you can look up hashtag podcasts on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes. Um, Okay. Tell me about this corpse bride. Yes. Okay, Carl Tanzler. Well, I'll tell you about the bride in a minute. First, this freak. Uh, (laughs) Carl Tanzler was born in Germany in 1877. He got married, had two children, seemed to live a fairly normal life. Uh, Then he goes on a trip to Australia and India to get equipment for some work he was doing. And he got caught in a war and taken prisoner. And for some reason, when he was eventually released, he wasn't allowed to go back to his home country. Like, that was one of the terms of his release or something. They're like, you can never go home. Yeah, uh, pretty much. So his mom, he gets a hold of his mom and his mom's like, you should just go to the United States. Like, don't even worry about over here. So (laughs) (laughs) we're fine, honey. We don't want you back anyway. Yeah, it's been a long time and we're actually okay. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, he leaves his family behind, lands in Florida, of all places, in the United States. That's where he went wrong. Yeah. Um, or he chose perfectly. In 1926, that's when that happened, um, he becomes a radiology technician at a hospital in Key West. And now here is where this story starts to get weird. Growing up, Carl claims to have been visited many times by a dead ancestor. Uh, her name was Countess Anna Constantia von Kosel. Ooh. I mean, fabulous. Wow. Uh, who he said revealed to him the face of his one true love. So this ancestor has been showing up in his dreams to be like, hey, go find this beautiful lady that is not your wife. Wow. <laughs> now I guess I know why he didn't move his family to the United States. Yeah. He probably lied. It yeah. was just like, you know what? I found it out, so I'm going to take it. Bye. Okay, bye. I mean, they won't let me back. I don't know why. Crazy, huh? <laughs> right. Maybe he made this up. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't let me go home. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, this was supposed to be an exotic, dark-haired woman. Uh, and it took until April 22nd, 1930. But Carl found this love of his life when a young woman named... Maria Elena Hoyos was brought into his hospital for an exam. Wow. Also, how old was he in 1930? He's older than her for sure. She's like... um, Because his story starts in like the 1800s and it's now the 1900s. Look, if we wanted to do math, if he was born (laughs) in 1877, so... So old. So in 1907, he was 30... Right? Yeah. So nineteen twenty seven, he's fifty, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's a weird old man. So he's like fifty three maybe when wow. this is happening. And Elena is much younger. Um, like late teens, early twenties. For him it was love at first sight, of course. He thought Elena looked exactly like the woman shown to him in his visions. Elena was from Cuba and the daughter of a local cigar maker. She was beautiful, and she was unfortunately diagnosed with tuberculosis, which at the time was an extremely fatal disease. Oh, yeah. So Carl refused to accept her diagnosis because he was so in love. He was determined to save her, and he tried to find a miracle cure for TB, started giving her all kinds of, like, homemade specialty tonics and medicines. Like, he... 
again, radiology technician, I don't think is supposed to be like yeah. <laughs> involved with her care. Uh, to be fair, I did not know that they had radiology that long ago, but for, it same. also seems soon enough that they would have had some kind of cure for tuberculosis. Like when was penicillin invented? That's a great question. 1920s, I, I assume. Like, I feel like we need to add a third person to this podcast. <laughs> Just who, to Google things. Yes. Us. Duncan. <laughs> Where's du- your phone? Did you lose it? Duncan, please. Please Google this for us. With your cat phone. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Wow. Yeah. So he illegally brought X-ray. They also had X-ray equipment. Obviously, if he was over anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. But he brought it home with him to her house, actually. Oh. And yeah, I don't know why he's the one doing this. Um. But I don't think his work approved. I don't think he was telling anyone he was doing these things. Definitely not. Um. And he was also buying her gifts at this time and like telling her how much he was in love with her. There are absolutely zero reports of her feeling the same way. Yeah. Can you even imagine, like, you go into a hospital. They're like, sorry, ma'am, but you're going to die a slow death where it's hard for you to breathe. And then this old dude who (laughs) x-rayed you gets fucking obsessed with you. Yeah. And I'm sure she was probably like, I mean, there's no cure for it. So I guess I'll just take whatever he's given me because I'm dying anyway. But also, like, please stop buying me gifts and being in love with me. Exactly. I think her family was like, fuck, she's going to die. So if you think you can help in some way, sure. Like, thanks, person who wants to help her so much. But at the same time, a little creeped out with how much he wants to help her. Right. Ooh. Um, yeah, she was fucking dying. Like, chill, dude. What is wrong with you? This guy is just, like, the worst. So, despite Carl's best efforts, Elena dies from her disease in 1931. So, he waited all his life to find this woman. And then he only got to be in her presence for, like, a little over a year. Yeah, and it was a weird... It's a weird year <laughs> for both of them, I'm sure. Right. Uh, so he insists on paying for Alina's Elena's funeral and arranges for her to be buried in an above ground stone mausoleum. This thing is like impressive. It's huge. Ooh. Obviously, her family agrees. Yeah. Again, it's like this man is just willing to pay for all of the stuff for our daughter. So I feel like this is like. Exhibit A of like if you go to a bar and a guy asks to buy you a drink and you're not interested, like don't accept the drink even if it's free. <laughs> right? Right. You know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth it because he's going to expect you to live in that mausoleum when he purchases <laughs> it. That's all I'm saying. 100%. <laughs> um, but what so the family agrees, but what they don't know is that Carl has a key to this mausoleum. And he would visit Elena every night for almost two years. No, Carl. He no. just couldn't fucking give it up. Obviously, this starts to really creep people out. Yeah. Uh, her family was creeped out. The people that worked at the cemetery were creeped out. <laughs> Carl's coworkers were especially creeped out. So they fucking fired him. Yeah. After that, Carl stops visiting Elena every night. So this is after he gets fired, which seems like good news. Mm-hmm. No, he stops visiting. No. <laughs> no. Because he fucking stole her body from the mausoleum and brought it to his house. No. Yeah. Ugh. It's two years old already. I know. Oh, no. Fucking. Uh. <laughs> this is the barf edition of That's Weird. The, if you were eating, I don't know why you thought that was a good idea. You're listening to podcasts about weird shit. Why are you eating? <laughs> 
Um, so he uses wires, <laughs> wax, and glass eyes to help her oh, or to no. help keep her alive, or at least looking alive. As alive as you can look after two years being dead. I mean. Oh no. He also uses plaster of Paris, which is kind of like clay. It's like easily shaped when wet. Ugh. It's like um paper mache or whatever, you know. Yeah, I remember doing like or the stuff that you make like shitty concrete imprint things when you're a kid. Yeah. And you find like tracks. <laughs> that yeah, that's some serious uh I don't I don't know why you'd want to use that. Anyway. <laughs> That was his plan. It's kind of, it's resilient, but it's like lightweight enough that it like, I guess it's kind of like a cast. He pretty much turned her into a pinata. Ugh, gross. (laughs) And it only gets grosser. Oh, no. Yeah. Carl Carl stuffs her abdomen with rags, replaces her scalp with real hair. I would like to know where he's getting that hair from. And he regularly douses her in disinfectants and oils to mask the smell of her rotting body. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. But like, I'm going to puke. And he puts the rags in her body to like keep it so that there's like a form, you know, so otherwise it's just like caving in on itself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to keep making that noise the whole episode. I feel like it's very accurate. (laughs) And the worst part, because believe it or not, it gets worse. No. He had inserted a paper tube inside of her as well, like as his own personal like fleshlight, for lack no. of a better term, so that he could have relations with Elena. Poor sweet Elena. My tummy hurts. I know. <laughs> My tummy hurts. <sighs> this goes on. For seven years. What? Yes. Nobody figures out that he stole her? I guess not. I mean, it was like if he was the only one that had the key. Yeah, I guess. He locked that shit up. Um, so, yeah, it takes seven years before people start asking questions like, why is Carl always buying women's clothing? And what's with that doll he's always hanging out with? Oh, God, no. Like a local boy reports seeing him dancing like in a window with what he described as like a really big doll. So like he's so crazy in love or whatever that he's like dances with it. And like they eat together and they sleep together and it's like fucking gross. No. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Christy looks so sad. (laughs) In uh, 1940, Elena's sister confronts Carl about this and she actually sees the uh, Elena dummy for herself. Obviously calls the cops. Uh, they arrest Carl. They seize the corpse. Uh, this guy stands trial for, these are his crimes, wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. Yeah. Like that, I just feel like there should have been more. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's more to it than that, but I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Carl oh. claims that he planned to build a spaceship to take Elena high into the stratosphere so that the radiation from outer space would bring her back to life. Like, that was his end game. What? Like, the whole time he had, he was building her body, basically, he was also building a spaceship. Carl had goals. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and this was in 19, like, 38? 1940. 1940. And you got 20 years, bud. 
<laughs> till the moon landing. Yeah. No, 30. He was ahead of his time. Wow. Uh, and that explanation fucking works, kind of. Um, people in Florida actually considered him to be like a crazy romantic instead of just fucking crazy. And he was eventually cleared of all charges because the statute of limitations on his crimes had expired. Are you fucking kidding me? What? Maybe that's why you charge him with something else. Those seem like some real little, like the names of those crimes. I'm like, come on something yeah. worse they're very like old-timey and like silly like oh you just you you want an old fool yeah you're so in love and it's like um i'm concerned <laughs> like isn't there like grave robbing like desecration of a corpse like aren't is, there other like is no one worried about how chill he was with living with a dead body for seven years like i feel like people are focusing too much on the fact that he was in love with one person and not on the fact that he couldn't just immediately be like oh this other lady like looks just like that lady it's definitely her come back to life for me and then murder somebody because right. like why would he not do like that? Seems like the next logical step to me. He's gonna start escalating. He's yeah, it's gonna... it's shark. It's sh- it's absolutely shocking that he didn't like kill her himself. Which he what probably if he did. Oh shit! What if he like poisoned her on accident or on purpose? Like if he would have actually cured her, or like if she hadn't had TB or whatever, then if she didn't reciprocate like his love or whatever, he probably would have fucking murdered her. Yeah, dude's a creep. Um, and I don't know why they also didn't put him in like a loony bin. I don't, are you still, are we allowed to call it that? I don't think we're allowed to call it I mean, that anymore. Probably not anymore, but the forties equivalent of a mental health facility was most likely a loony bin. Right. Right. But he should have gone in one of those. <laughs> uh, yeah. Florida out of control this whole time. Wow. I can't believe people were like, he's so in love. Yeah. It was like all this story was in the newspapers and like people were actually like i don't know charmed by it like Ooh. oh he just loved her so much like he didn't fucking know her this is the reason why <laughs> men are awful <laughs> you've been canceled. shit like that happens and then people are like wow how romantic yeah carl tansler no one do that to me <laughs> please please don't no. use our corpses like that just get a real doll manufactured that looks like me yeah uh he might have been the original florida man oh yeah i can Uh, see the argument for that right so carl goes home he actually has the balls to ask for elena's corpse dummy back like he's like well since i'm not going to jail can i have that back no and luckily the authorities say no so you think oh it's done they're um they have some like good sense no 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 since the trial had been in the media so much and people were so obsessed they decided to allow the uh what was left or what had become of elena's body to be put on public display at a local funeral home where the rest of the city could come see her what yeah what unbelievable florida florida Florida. so once that's over (laughs) uh she was finally buried put to rest in an unmarked grave far away from carl's creepy ass wow Hopefully, so that he could not find her. If anyone is haunting the Everglades right now, it's her. Elena, get your revenge, girl. (laughs) Uh, Carl later reportedly created a life-size effigy. 
Is that how you say that? Mm, yeah. Uh, of Elena, which he then lived with until his death in 1952. So, like, he still wasn't giving up on her. <laughs> he just made he made a he made a real doll of her. Yeah, that poor girl. Wow. Uh, yeah. So this crazy fuck just like would not leave her alone, and because Florida, she got zero justice. Ugh. And what may be the most ridiculous thing of this whole story for me is that his real wife. The the one he left a long, long time ago yeah. at the beginning of the She's story. She's just in Germany, like, <laughs> hopefully assuming he's dead by now and finding someone who cares about her. Right? Yeah. He left her a million years ago before he came to Florida. Well, she comes to the state to live with him, and she takes care of him in his, like, later years up until he dies. Well, he has the fucking effigy thing. <laughs> like, what? Girl, why? What happened to you? That's wild. Wait, you know what? If I was living in Nazi Germany, though, and that was my out, I'd probably still take it. Yeah? Yeah. Understandable. That's true. <laughs> this was, that was the 1940s, so she was like, I can go to the United States? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds great. My kids will be not having to be either baby Nazis or exterminated by Nazis. I think oh, yeah. that was your only options at that time. Of his kids, I think he had they had two girls and one died really young from a disease and then the other one didn't die until 1997. Wow. I know. That kind of blew my mind. Anyway. That's pretty old. <laughs> that's pretty that's old. That's pretty old. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the story of crazy gross fucker Carl Tanzler and his poor unwilling corpse bride Elena. Wow. I so I, viscerally I was grossed out more by the fact that he just lived with a dead corpse for a while. Can you imagine? But honestly, I feel worse about the idea of ever being the object of someone's affection in that way. Right. Like that fucking freaks me out. No. I don't I don't want anyone to like me that much. No, no one should. No one should like you anyone that much if someone likes you enough to want to steal your, your corpse, body Whoa. uh it's too much and you need a restraining order <laughs> they don't really love you it's not about you at that point no that's that's all them all in the head and it ain't right Christy, it ain't right uh, i don't know i feel like that's a pretty famous story um and i was like how the fuck have we not covered this yet yeah i feel like i've heard about it in theory but like not all the details well there you go i even read i read like three different articles researching that i actually did a little bit of work for once wow (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) ashley's out here doing the most ever since you moved to portland and you got all that free time yeah i have so much free time actually also before that because Oh, yeah. Shout out to Portland, by the way. We're in the uh, latest edition of Willamette Week. Oh, yeah. So neat. Yeah. They talked about our little podcast. Um, I mean, I guess when this episode comes out, you can still find it uh, until like Wednesday or whatever. But hey, thanks, Portland. If you live there, you are awesome. Thanks, Portland. Way to go. Way to be you. Great. Great job. Great. Great job. Great job being a city. I mean, their slogan is keep Portland weird. So it makes sense that we have like some association. I think. (laughs) Yes, we're part of that trademark. Correct. Yes, that's right. Makes sense. Yeah, we are the official podcast of Portland. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, Portland, let us know how you feel about that. Feel free to give us money anytime you want. <laughs> Uh, okay, it's my turn. It is. Okay, I'm going to talk about Operation Sea Spray. Sea Spray? Yeah, it sounds so cute, but it's <laughs> not. It does sound kind of cute. It sounds kind of cute. Like, it sounds to me like um, like a secret operation to, like, rescue, like, a seal or something. Yes. It's not. <laughs> is it? Is it S-E-A? Spray? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a... I found it in in a I linked you this this Reddit thread about like basically things that used to be conspiracy situations, but actually then they declassified things and it was real. Mm-hmm. This was one of the ones that was still interesting, but also uh, one of the less horrifying ones. Oh, and uh, when you find out what it is and you learn that that's the less horrifying, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, what were the other hor- like what more horrifying things? <laughs> Um, so let's see. In 1950, the United States government released two different strains of bacteria onto San Francisco so that they could study biological warfare. What the fuck? Right? Um, they thought it was harmless (laughs) at the time. (laughs) Did they? They, I, I'm sure they thought it was harmless. Okay. Yeah. So the idea was, um... The strains of bacteria were supposed to be, like, harmless but distinct enough so they could track them. And so they basically released a biological attack uh, on San Francisco and then studied how that affected the population. Um, and, in fact, I I will link this in the show notes because I watched the video, but, like, a year or two after they did this study, they released a PSA, like, a, one of those, like, 1950s-style videos about what to do in the event of biological warfare. That's so messed up. Right? Unbelievable. Like, using what they learned. And it was so fucked up, like, to watch because it was this, like, really calm, like, 50s dude being like, don't give in to panic, but make sure that you go to the hospital if you're and report any symptoms. Like, and the pattern, you'll notice, like, a pattern will form and, like, some of your neighbors might be getting sick. And if a, like, family member needs to be taken to the hospital, comply with this. Like, all of it was just, like, if this horrifying doomsday thing that always happens in zombie movies happens, comply. This might happen to you. Chill the fuck out if all of your neighbors are getting sick because of biological warfare. Like, what? I'm not going to relax. Like, But also, don't they, they want you to go to the hospital so they can keep better track of, like, your symptoms and what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. The other thing was, like, they... Um, they may require blood samples from you if you're affected by the disease. This will help them study it better. And it was like, just make sure. Also, all the traps, like in um, all these zombie movies and stuff where it's like, you know, you're infected, but you're, you haven't died yet. So you have the choice of either like spreading the disease and being a renegade and living your best life um, in an <laughs> apocalypse world or being captured and studied and like tortured by the doctors that are trying to fix it, but also like have run out of morals because it's the end times. This And they were just like, comply. <laughs> just comply. Just comply. What's wrong with you? A, a good American would comply. A patriot Correct. who wants the safety of. Yeah, it was kind of fucking spooky 
to watch. And also, especially knowing that they just like biologically attacked San Francisco and then a year later used their results to create a PSA about what you should do about it when somebody does that to you. Oh my God. So the idea was like, and um, according to Wikipedia, they did like an aerosol attack um, with harmless strains of bacteria um, 239 times on the United States between 1949 and 1969. Um, basically, at a certain point, Nixon was like, stop studying biological warfare, and that's when they stopped. What in the fuck? Right? This kind of shit makes me want to go buy like a gas mask and a <laughs> tinfoil hat and never leave my house. Right, yeah. And it's like... Like, I kind of get it, actually, because, like, you want to know what's going to happen. There is so much bacteria everywhere anyway, and it's all mostly harmless. So if you get a particular one, you can kind of try and protect people by finding out how it's going to behave. And, like, you can't do, like, an attack on, like, a foreign country with biological sprays. They'll nuke you. (laughs) In the 50s? (laughs) You want to start a war? That's how you start a war. war. So you do it on your own population. I think the other part of it was to figure out if someone were to like attack San Francisco with a biological agent, where's it going to go? How's it going to travel? And what are we going to do? I mean, I get that you kind of, at some point, someone needs to know that information. There has to be some kind of study to find out. I get it. Right. Yeah. But still. There were also a couple other things like, um, Somewhere in the Midwest, like over Minnesota and other places, apparently they sprayed some sort of like sodium sulfide type of agent. I can't remember what it was. It was a, it was a metal, like a heavy metal chemical that they dispersed. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. <laughs> and when I say heavy metal, I mean cancer causing. Of course. Um, and they just sort of dispersed that over the area. And... Um, in New York City, they had light bulbs filled with uh, yet another, like, harmless bacteria that they just dropped on the tracks in a subway to see how far it would spread from that. And they infected Washington. I assume they mean Washington, D.C., but it just said Washington. Um, Washington's airport and a Greyhound bus to see how that would travel. And it got... I don't want to say infected because it wasn't like infected, like it didn't make people sick, but it like infected, I guess, like up to 139 people and it made it from those two transit areas to 39 different states. Whoa. So the implications of it are pretty scary anyway, like not that the government was involved, but just the sheer fact that bacteria could spread in that way. And we wouldn't know until we were all real sick and dying. Well, yeah, what happens to you from this stuff? Like, what are the symptoms? So one of them was a bacteria that, like, nothing says what it does. So either we don't know still, or it's basically inert. Like, it's just another bacteria and they modified the strain so that it had a different like color kind of there's a version of it that's supposed to like be like black in color um and it just i don't think it does anything really um oh so it doesn't really make you sick it doesn't make you sick it's just like you know how you have bacteria all over your body 
Oh, okay. You know, it's just one of those type of things, but they modified it so that they could track it and like find it specifically, like do a little test sample and like grow it in a Petri dish and be like, haha, that's ours. That's our guy. <laughs> that's our guy. Look how far he made it. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But they also released a, um, in 1950 in San Francisco, um, a strain of bacteria that it makes things turn like red or pink. And it usually just is like a normal thing that's in like um, dirt or like if food sets out too long, it, it can turn it like kind of pinkish. Although apparently it's a, it's a different thing than when like lettuce turns red and pink because that's huh I googled it and I was like what like apparently that's why you're supposed to shred lettuce by hand because it's some sort of like chemical reaction when it stays out too late and you cut it with a metal knife oh how that's actually kind of fascinating yeah apparently it's fine to eat okay but also there's this bacteria that turns things red and grows on food so Mm, so it's a gamble um isn't there an E. coli outbreak right now because of romaine lettuce Oh, uh, yes. So just FYI. So just like don't eat packaged lettuce. <laughs> lettuce in a bag. Lettuce in a bag. Maybe wash it again. Hey, wash everything that you buy from somewhere else, please. Hey, listen. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remembered. Our friend Kate. Never mind. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Shout out to Kate. Anyway, shout out to Kate. We've got a friend that deals with situations by going, hey, hey, just like like in a dad voice. It's wonderful. I love it. I feel like it would be effective, though. It would. I would be scared. Me too. (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't rob houses. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's see where I'm at. So I guess what's alarming to me is like, so the other strain, the thing that turns things pink. Um, they thought it was harmless. It's naturally occurring, um, and it's usually not a big deal. Um, but there were unintended consequences that people died from it. And that's what fucks me up about this is that, like, in the past and also even now, the government could be doing things that are, like, real fucked up and they think is fine, but turns out, like, it's not at all fine. And then they just go, oops. Our bad. They do. They don't go our bad, actually. (laughs) They don't actually do that one. They just say oops. They don't actually say (laughs) our bad. So um, what happens with this bacteria is normally it's fine and it's not a big deal. However, in a hospital setting, it can um, become like a really deadly urinary tract infection, especially for children and elderly people. And um, it can infect like your... like. Similar to other bacteria that get in your bloodstream, it can degrade your, like, heart valves and stuff. So, like, one guy, even, he was recovering from prostate surgery. He would have been fine, but he got this um, urinary tract infection with this specific bacteria, and it degraded, it got into his bloodstream, it degraded his heart valves, and then he died. But not after, like, a tremendous amount of expense and trying to save his life, obviously. Um, And so a bunch of doctors in a hospital in San Francisco started noticing, like, why do we have this weird outbreak of a thing that's it is not at all a common um, issue to have, like, until that point, until it got released over the city (laughs) as a biological warfare thing. Then suddenly they started having an issue because it wasn't naturally occurring in that way. 
Um, so they had an issue with an outbreak of these urinary tract infections. And when they... I'm sorry. It's so fucked up that they're causing UTIs. Right. So <laughs> fucked up. Right. How cruel. Uh, and you, that you die from, by the way. <sighs> a killer UTI? A killer UTI. That is... I mean... Because it can Everyone's get into nightmare. your kidneys and like get into your bloodstream and then it kills you. Right. Yeah. It's and uh, the fucked up part about it from that is so basically the government released this strain of bacteria that doesn't naturally occur or cause this problem in this way, but it's in nature, so they thought that it was fine. But it was not fine, and since they released it onto a population in the city in a way that it normally doesn't occur, uh it got into, it caused an outbreak in the hospital, and the hospital doctors were like, this is weird, but we have pinpointed the cause of this thing. Um, and they didn't know, like, why this outbreak was starting, because it didn't get declassified, and nobody talked about it or realized that the government was doing these tests until 1976. And this test was happening in 1950. Uh. And there's been lasting repercussions since that moment, now in the San Francisco like Bay Area, there have been issues with this virus or this particular bacteria and like having outbreaks in hospitals. Like it's just continued to be an issue um, all the way up until like even in 2001, there was an outbreak of meningitis caused by this bacteria getting into um, somebody was mixing up their own like cortisone shots for like spinal pain in the Bay Area. That was what the company did. And it, this bacteria got into it. And then that caused people to have meningitis. And so some doctors in the area and people that have studied it have said like, I mean, we don't have access to the strain of this bacteria that the government used to test on us. But now that we know that this bacteria is what was used, we have a feeling that it's just irreversibly altered the like the microscopic ecosystem of San Francisco and the Bay Area. Well, that right, has there's continuously no, caused outbreaks. Yeah, there's no going back. Like there's once that's introduced into the environment, like who knows what it caused or changed or altered like and there's no way to get that back right yeah exactly and and so it's like caused outbreaks of that of that strain of bacteria that have caused people to die even even in 2001 and who knows like the article i read that was about it was written in 2004 so there could have been plenty that are happening now even and uh and who knows what's happening with other stuff that we don't know about that people don't tell us about now that they think is harmless that is not harmless. Right. That's what fucks me up about it. And so it was declassified in 1976 and in 1981, the family of the, remember the guy who died of the heart failure because of it? Yeah. They sued the government. Good. Um, saying, you know, he was going to be fine if it weren't for this bacteria that you released. Um, and it, like made their grandma go bankrupt trying to save him and like we want some kind of restitution for that obviously the least you could do is pay for his astronomical uh medical bills right or like his funeral or something where was their carl tansler <laughs> <laughs> come on <laughs> uh and here's like i don't know it probably isn't as troubling as it feels to me but here's what 
I hate about this lawsuit situation is they didn't say you're wrong or you can't quite prove it or we don't know if the this thing is related to that outbreak, which is something that was said during the declassification like subcommittee thing they were like yeah this also happened but like it could have been a coincidence who knows <laughs> um but basically they didn't say you're wrong or you're you don't deserve money for it or like this didn't cause him to die they said you can't sue the government and it went all the way up to the supreme court and the supreme court was like yeah no that sounds right i was like the hell you can't right <laughs> you can't you can't sue them for that oh wait that's that, that was can't. their verdict yeah fucking they I, upheld I, that they were like yeah no you can't sue us for experimenting on you unknowingly oh okay cool yeah. that's great that's yeah. cool that's great yeah i'm also now convinced that that whatever that uh strain was or you know whatever they released right you're like it's everywhere <laughs> created all the serial killers that were so popular because they were babies ah! or maybe their mothers were pregnant at that time oh my god and then they were born and then when they grew up in the 70s and 80s they killed a bunch <gasps> of people because because <laughs> uh, that bacteria that they released got yes! into their mind oh my god it was some crazy serial killer bacteria and wow that's what i was thinking of because i would love to start a new conspiracy about this <laughs> why not Wow, Ashley, you <laughs> cracked the code. <laughs> she cracking. <laughs> yeah, so that's um, that's real fucked up. And also, I think in the context of that Reddit thread I was reading, like, it's so much more worrying because of all of the fucked up shit that every every other thing did. Yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, the U.S. government like just tried like raping people in multiple different ways to see if they could get like information from them and like just this crazy shit that it's like why why would you try that on people why would you do that right can't you can't you figure out a different way and some of the time it's like clearly that's not gonna work like I know I have the benefit of hindsight but I'm also just a dummy who has no information about any of this and like I could tell you like that's probably not gonna be your best course of action why would you do that (laughs) Just FYI, not a good idea. Not a good idea. So I kind of feel like, like, what stuff is happening? Like, especially, like, with the government we have in place now, what if they're like, man, I'm pissed off at Seattle. Let's launch this, like, study here. And, like, in 20 years, we'll all have some sort of horrible, like, Cronenberg cancer where we have three eyes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's true. They're always, like, harping about sanctuary cities. Like, let's go drop. What's some cool shit we can drop on them? Why not? Who knows? Bring it back. We need to know things about biological warfare again. I'm I'm looking up. Have you seen the Petri dish from, like, the bathroom hand dryers? Oh, my God. Yes. Fuck. That's what this is reminding me of is, like, all how disgusting that shit is. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's the grossest. Those- uh, it's gross for everyone at home. It is uh, doesn't <laughs> the- want make you want to dry your hands. <laughs> no, use paper towels, even though I'm sure that's bad for the environment. But you know what's also bad? This fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wipe your hands on your butt like, like a normal person. Why, why can't your shirt be wet? Like, yeah. don't use those air-powered hand dryers don't trust me just don't don't use them in the 1950s uh safety video that i watched they kept showing this same clip of this guy like 
actually i don't think it was even the same it was in different places he just had this like aerosol can and just kept like spraying aerosol into like different air ducts and stuff and it was like this is how people will distribute like a sickness that'll get to you you're like oh and that really reminds me of like somebody could just like spray a little bacteria in those hand dryers and then everybody that goes to the movies right well i wouldn't be surprised if that was if they were going to do it again they'd be like yeah just go fucking put it in those air dryers right dummies will use them every fucking day (laughs) don't do it it's gonna get everywhere don't do it Please don't experiment on me. No. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Should we make shirts that say that and just wear them every day? Please don't, Please experiment, don't experiment on me. On me. <laughs> Listen. Please. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of scary, like, how much we rely on trusting all of society in general to, like, keep our food safe and not, like, poison us and not, like... Like, did you know that, like, um, a bunch of vitamins and supplements, like, have almost zero regulations they could put anything in there i would say most of them yeah like anytime i try to buy like a vitamin which i probably shouldn't be doing anyway uh oh you know what i started i signed up for those have you seen those hipster vitamins that are like um they come in a little cute container never mind anyway i mean are they are they like vitamins but they put them in a mason jar Take your daily mason jar full of vitamins. <laughs> it's They're like a cute little um, container. Hold on. I'm you signed up for you. this, Ashley? I did. You know what? I'm a piece of shit. And they're, <laughs> they're not even sponsoring this podcast. So I'm not going to say their fucking name. But like it comes in a cute little box. It is cute. I think it's, I know what you're talking I think I've seen it too. It, it has your name on the package. So it says like, hi. Mine says, hi, Ashley. Wow. And you take a little um, quiz and then it decides what vitamins you need and I'm taking those and I probably shouldn't. I couldn't help but think like my doctor would be so mad if he knew. Yeah. But I need my magnesium. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. If you try to buy vitamins, it always says like not approved by the FDA or like the FDA FDA did not sign off on this, whatever that little bullshit, mostly cornstarch, a little bit of mouse poop and like a drop of vitamin C. Here you go. Be healthy. (laughs) And you're like, I bought this for the magnesium. I don't know. I just need it. I just need it. Do I, though? Probably not. Probably not. You know but what? maybe, like, here's the thing. You have a choice. Uh, you can eat healthy or you can take vitamins. And, like, vitamins are the worst option. Right. But, like, who's going to eat healthy when there's macaroni and cheese out there? Exactly. Well, on a day where I feel, I don't eat those every day or take them. I don't, I guess. Eat, them. I don't eat those vitamins. Um, I don't take them every day. It's only on days where like I'm tired or I didn't eat enough vegetables. And I'm like, I should take my little packet of hipster vitamins <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just in case I need them. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Whatevs. Well, that was mine. So, Hey, that's horrifying. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> You're welcome. I made you barf and you made me really paranoid. <laughs> so, it's a successful episode. <laughs> now you'll never know what you're barfing from. True. <laughs> is it a government conspiracy or is it just the fact that you know that some dude lived with a naked uh, dead lady for seven years? Uh, either one. Both. Why not? Both. Why not? <laughs> this whole podcast is a government conspiracy made to try to get you to throw up. Oh, interesting. Wow. What is, why though do we want people to throw up? Mm, so they can get samples of your DNA when it enters the public sewage system. Smart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Gross. laughs> we're, we're, we're busted. I, uh, the worst part about that is that I answered it without hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yep. Yeah, this is why. 
So, I mean, I think it's funny when um, people are like, the government will never get my like DNA or my handprints or whatever. Like they have them. They already got them, girl. They got them. Like maybe not your local police, but like I'm sure they have them. Or if they wanted them, they could get them. You touch everything. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite thing about everyone's upset about the Facebook like data breach or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I saw someone tweet. They're like, you gave your fucking thumbprint to your iPhone and you're worried about like. Right. You're worried about Facebook knowing what kind of food you like? Like, what? Come on. Right. Yeah. So silly. Come on. They know everything about us, you guys. Now, I really feel like we should get some tinfoil hats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have mine ready, but beware. I'm sure that tinfoil also holds fingerprints, and eventually you'll have to throw them out. And then they'll get them, and they'll get you. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Have you ever done that fun thing where you, like, take tape on your finger and you just like look at your thumbprint or like your fingerprint oh yeah actually um when I was a child in public school in Indiana (laughs) uh they had the police come in and talk to us about how drugs are bad and then take all of our fingerprints and they straight up were like you know in case you commit a crime when you're older so we can identify you well at least they were honest about it because what the fuck (sighs) yeah which now that I think about it that's like pretty fucked up but I think it's also kind of why I'm sort of like blase about like people getting my information or my stuff like that. Like, listen, some corporation has already copyrighted my DNA. I'm sure of it. And the government, even at the lowest, shittiest levels, already has my fingerprints. For sure. So what am I worried about? Like, they've got it. (laughs) There's nothing I can do now. Pretty much. That's like the most, that's the saddest, like most disappointing kind of like. (sighs) like part of it is you can get upset about all this stuff and um you know but what's the point like there's nothing you can do about it right go off the grid if you want but like whatever is i don't know like i feel like it comes from a very privileged place to say this like some of it's not really that harmful either like it's not that big of a deal right i don't know odds are you'll be fine odds are like You'll be e- you'll be at least as fine as you would be trying to run from the government and live off the grid when you haven't done anything and nobody's after you for stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Don't just don't keep do your Wi Fi. Don't do that to yourself. Enjoy your Wi Fi. Watch whatever you want on Netflix for as long as you can before whatever weird cancer ravishes Takes your body. You, yeah. yeah. It's true. That's all we can hope for in this <laughs> awful world. <laughs> This has been your bi-weekly uplifting podcast. We're so positive. <laughs> oh, you know what's sad, though? Um, and also maybe... What else is sad, <laughs> though, Ashley? What else? Well, also maybe kind of a conspiracy <gasps> is um, the legendary broadcaster, like paranormal broadcaster, Art Bell, died on Friday the 13th. Ooh. Just, he was just wonderful. But that was like my... I kind of had like a hometown like pang because he's... <gasps> Uh, from or like he lived in Nevada for a very long time. Like he died in Pahrump. Do you? No one knows where Pahrump, Nevada is, except for people that were forced to live there in their childhood. Like I feel me. like Pahrump. Like <laughs> that's where all, all the Pahrump. Uh, bro- I guess is what I'm thinking of. Pahrump. Pahrump, Nevada. That's where I live. I think that's where all the brothels are in oh. Pahrump. So Art Bell, looking at you. <laughs> but also, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> Maybe he died doing what he loved. Mm-hmm. I hope everyone just heard me take a sip of my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) That was louder than I anticipated. Okay, well, that's our episode then, right? Yeah. (laughs) 
That's it. We I just realized like we never we don't have a sign off other than just saying just goodbye. Like, all right. Well, good night and good luck. <laughs> good luck out there, weirdos. Good luck out there. This episode brought to you by the Good Housekeeping Cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> And Veganomicon. Yeah. They're, they're holding up our microphones and they're doing great. Wow. Appreciate it. Doing the best. Yes. Okay. Not the worst for once. <laughs> we should. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, we should write a song. Um, you can find our show notes, as always, at that'sweird.org. Mm-hmm. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at that'sweirdcast. Mm-hmm. And we've got a Facebook group you can go join. Uh, listen to us wherever it is you listen to podcasts and then rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thanks so much. Bye. Uh, Goodbye. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter this sci-fi double feature drive-in? On every first and third Thursday of the month, your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Waglin, pick a very radioactive, a very out-of-this-world double feature, and discuss two movies featuring giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gonna awry, aliens attacking Earth, and everything in between. Then join us in the underground on every second and fourth Thursday as we look to shed some light on the unknown of this world and worlds beyond with our series the drive-in underground classified case files are presented featuring ufos cryptids and everything unknown so join us and don't forget to stop by our snack bar first (sighs) i've been listening to a ton of true crime podcasts lately but you know there's just not enough conspiracy theories in it what about international crime But what about the psychological aspect? I mean, what were they thinking? Yeah, but who's talking about cults and even paranormal stuff? Hey, wait, that's us. It's Murder Blows. We're a podcast of four friends talking about the things we love the most. Join us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts every Monday morning. And if you haven't gotten enough of us yet, we are on Twitter at Murder Blows and Instagram at Murder Blows Cast. So come on, come hang out with us or listen to us every Monday. Thanks so much. Bye.